Hello everybody, welcome to the book of Ecclesiasticus again. Or the wisdom of Shirak. And here we are in chapter 11. It says here in verse 1, it says, Wisdom lifteth up the head of him that is of low degree, and maketh him to sit among great men. Okay, so we've heard a lot of all the benefits of uh, wisdom and understanding. Here it's tied right into the promotion. Two, it says, commend not a man for his beauty, neither abhor a man for his outward appearance. Period. And many psychopaths are excellent at a uh, appearing as something they're not. Okay, and even if you go back to the history where Absalom was uh, had the great long hair and he was there mingling with all the people and uh, they say that his appearance was really good and uh, his heart was bad though. Okay, so that's uh, a little history and it's just the fact you cannot judge the book always by its cover. You just can't. Beware out there. Three, it says, the bee is little among such as fly, but her fruit is the chief of sweet things. Okay, that's something to think about, uh, because being chief of sweet things, it's very good for us. The uh, in other words, it's so good for us that uh, John the Baptist and the Lord and everyone else, there's many benefits to the fruit of the little bee. And that's why he say, uh, he's saying here, you just can't look at something and tell what it's all about. Who would think that that little bug with the stinger could do this? But they do. All right, and here... They're harmonizing this with the book of Acts in uh, 1221. It says, Boast not of thy clothing and raiment, and exalt not thyself in the day of honor. For the works of the Lord are wonderful, and his works among men are hidden. Okay, so if you we're going to boast, let's boast about the Lord. If we're going to talk about works, let's talk about the Lord's works here in 4. In 5, now we're talking about tyrants here. Many kings, little K, have set down upon the ground, and one that was never thought of hath worn the crown period and that tyrants that came from the translators here out of the Greek and six we have a harmonization uh, they're sending us to first Kings 1528 it says, many mighty men have been greatly disgraced, and the honorable delivered 
into other men's hands. Okay, so that, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? Okay. In 7 it says, Blame not before thou hast examined the truth. Understand first, and then rebuke. Okay. Uh, wow, have you ever seen people that, that do this? That talk and haven't even examined what is the truth? They make a rash decision. No, nope, that isn't what the uh, Wisdom of Shrock teaches. We have to examine the truth and love the truth and be seeking the truth. Uh, and you can't speak until you understand. <laughs> Alright? Alright, so if you don't understand, how can you rebuke something? Okay, so there's that. In 8 it says, Answer not before thou hast heard the cause. Neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. They're harmonizing that with Proverbs 8, 13. I mean, here, this, these last few are just people running their gums before they understand anything, and that's a disease out here. Sure is, and it's a hold-in-the-head person that does this. And there's a ton of it. They, uh, what do they say, you flap your gums? Anyway, it says, answer not before you've heard it. Well, how in the world could you do otherwise? But people do. Isn't that a shame? And I tell you, this disease here, uh, where people start interrupting people that know what they're talking about, and yet they're interrupted in the middle of their statement. That is not only disrespectful, but it's, it's ignorant to do that. Alright, in 9 it says, Strive not in a matter that concerneth thee not, and sit not in judgment with sinners. Okay, so uh, he's not saying against these sinners. See, sinners are ready to rat pack whoever this is. They're in everybody else's business. I tell you, it's just like Facebook. Now, don't get offended at me out there. But you, I don't have to know what you had for breakfast. I don't have to know what you fed your horse. Privacy. You want thing, some things private. Like maybe, uh, for instance, uh, an extreme important is to have that intimate prayer with Christ. You don't have to run your gums about everything. But even with stuff that's not important, in today's society, they, they sit there and watch what somebody else's dog or cat did. Uh, they nosy. Hey, uh, you're my friend. Isn't that what they call it? You, you friend somebody and then you get in there and you see everything they did all day. You know that was planned by the uh, uh, spy agencies that your computer was given to you by the spy agencies and you're gonna put everything you do nothing's private well you, uh, you said something I don't like I'm gonna defriend you 
anyway, mind our own business, right? If we don't, if it's none of my business, then I don't need to know. Okay. And I'm not going to side with a bunch of uh, sinful people that don't know the Lord in these matters and just start picking on somebody before I understand. They're in 9 and 10. My son, meddle not with many matters. For if thou meddle much, thou shalt not be innocent. And if thou follow after, thou shalt not obtain. Neither shalt thou escape by flying. Period. Okay? So here you're just nosy. You're sticking your face in everything. You don't need to be there. And in the long run, you're going to get pinched doing it. And uh, you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to obtain. Uh, this here, uh, meddling in everyone else's business and gossip is uh, entangled in all this. Unless you were, have personal experience, how do you know what someone's putting online? In fact, how many lies are really online? Uh, what is it? Is it uh, Reuters? It's a fact check. And that's nothing but lies. And uh, that company is set up by secret societies to fact check. And that's a good way when they want to fact check. And you, you I asked somebody, well, where did you get that? I don't know. It was on his computer. Well, I said, don't you need to know where you're getting that information? Well, let me see. And they look it up. Reuters. Right. And they have a reputation for propaganda. They certainly do. Yes, they do. 11, it says, There is one that laboreth and taketh pains and maketh haste and so much more. So much the more behind, uh, period. See, they don't have wisdom and understanding and all that. They're the four-wheel drive in the mud, digging down deeper and deeper, throwing mud everywhere and going nowhere. The similitude of the four-wheel drive stuck in the mud. Okay, so here this person, whoever this is, is going on without wisdom and understanding. There's an easier way. Now, uh, they're harmonizing this with Matthew 19.12, 1 Timothy 6.9, and Proverbs 10.13. But 11 and 12 are, 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 are together. Listen to this. Again, there is another that is slow and hath need of help, wanting ability and full of poverty. Yet the eye of the Lord looked looked upon him for good and set him up from his low estate and lifted up his head from misery so that many that saw it marveled at him okay now they're harmonizing that with Job first chapter Verse 12 and Ezekiel 28 4. Now look here. 
the Lord's in control here. Okay, much different than the person without the wisdom and understanding up here in 11. That never gains any ground. He's stuck. 14, back to 14. See, this is how the Lord's intermingled in the whole firmament of the earth and above the earth and below the earth. Prosperity and adversity, life and death, poverty and riches come of the Lord. There is Jesus Christ, omnipresent, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the law are of the Lord. Love and the way of good works are from Him. Again, intermingled with all of this, the Lord omnipresent. 16. Error and darkness had their beginning together with sinners, and evil shall wax old with them that glory therein, period. And that's true. The uh, ten unseen merchant king families, and they are all interrelated, they take it right to the grave with them. Uh, I've seen it. And all the people emulating them, and following them, and following their doctrines. And they don't repent, and they don't repent on their deathbed. Many, many, many of the secret society slash occult religion people take it right to the grave with them. Yes, they do. Unfortunately for them. Okay, in 17, the gift of the Lord remaineth with the godly, and his favor bringeth prosperity forever. That's it, prosperity in the world to come, folks. Not just here. Not on the firmament of the earth. I'm talking about the new Jerusalem north star to earth forever, reigning and ruling with Jesus Christ forever. That's real prosperity. In 18, he says, There is that waxeth rich by his wariness and pinching. <clears throat> and this is the portion of his reward. Whereas he saith, I have found rest, and now will I eat continually of my goods, and yet he knoweth not what time shall come upon him, and that he must leave those things to others and die. So this is an ignorant rich person. Notice in 18, the penny pincher, and uh, worrying about his riches 24-7. And uh, But then it goes on to his reward, okay? And notice how his heart is set on this world. He sought, his heart is set on his prosperity, uh, but he doesn't have the uh, wisdom and understanding to know the times and seasons. And he doesn't understand death. Now those things do go together. You understand that the rich man, the Egyptian mystery school man, 
believes that he can take his prosperity with him and that he'll be reincarnated as a god. Do you know the Satanists long for death? That they believe that that is their upgrade? That they are evolving into a god? So they love death and they seek death in their propaganda mystery school slash multiple of religions and secret societies. Yes, they do. Yeah, they wait to the right second and pull the plug. See, this was, uh, this was on, say, May 1st. Oh, well, Hitler, uh, he was born when? The first of the dark days? See, that's when you're coming in the world. But when you leave, he, lay, he supposedly left at 3.30 in the afternoon. You see, that's occult numerology. And it isn't there just with the muckety-mucks. There's plenty of these uh, different religions that the uh, Satan has created that prefer the t timing on the death because that's how you're going to come back in the next life. See, they don't understand death and life. They just don't. So all the wealth in the world, if you're stupid about spiritual matters, that's, that's a bad trade. Isn't it, folks? All right, but in 20 we go on. It says, Be steadfast in thy covenant, and be conversant therein, and wax old in thy work. Okay. Nothing about retirement here. Your work, you keep doing it as long as you can. Notice the covenant. Notice that they're not truce breakers. They're not covenant breakers. And notice here their conversation again. And uh, there's no retiring. Many people, they retired and feel useless and end up passing away right there. So they're, they're harmonizing that with Matthew 10... 22 all right all right in 21 it says marvel not at the works of sinners but trust in the Lord and abide in thy labor for it is e for it is an easy thing in the sight of the Lord on the sudden to make a poor man rich period okay there's talk from the wisdom of Chirac. Listen to what he's saying. It's absolutely true. What a wonderful book this is. 22. The blessing of the Lord is in the reward of the godly. And suddenly he maketh his blessing to flourish. So hang in there, folks. Keep your eye to the sky, your ear to the ground. Keep studying the doctrine. Look for the Lord. Pray in your prayer closet, okay? And look at this. And suddenly he makes the blessing, the blessing to flourish here. In 23 it says, Say not, what profit is there of my service? Question mark. And what good things shall I have hereafter? Question mark. Oh boy. Uh, they're harmonizing that with Malachi 3.14, but uh, here they are, this is just stupidity, and uh, 
even if you're plagued to death here, you'll have eternal life. So the, the, the plagues that God will allow on you can be a trial, can be a refinement of you. So here, this talk here, this is worldly talk here in 23. It's not looking at the heavenly and the heaven, the heavens of heavens, the third heaven. 24 says again, say not I have enough and possess many things and what evil can come to me hereafter. You've heard that a lot. I've heard it a lot. And it's a proud, arrogant, and ignorant statement, okay, according to the wisdom of Sirach here. 25, in the day of prosperity there is a forgetfulness of affliction, and in the day of affliction there is no remembrance of prosperity. How about that double statement there? And uh, one thing about it. When we're in prosperity, we do not want to make the mistake of forgetting how, how we were pulled out of the affliction. We got to be able to remember and always be thanking the Lord, as I'm told, for our blessings. 26, it says, For it is an easy thing unto the Lord in the day of death to reward a man according to his ways. Again, you got to look at the future. Look beyond the horizon. There's all the hope in the world there. Look to the new Jerusalem temple. Come to earth. North star to earth. 27. The affliction of an hour maketh a man forget pleasure. And in his end, his deeds shall be discovered. So there's judgment day right there. So all the pleasure that you had that's not going to make you or break you. Your pleasure in serving the Lord, that's the deeds that you want discovered at the end of our life. 28. Judge none blessed before his death, for a man shall be known in his children. Period. Okay, so when a person passes on and you see the family there that is uh, God-fearing and uh, serving the Lord and uh, you know that the person that passed on did a good job probably of bringing these uh, youngsters up and that's his duty or her duty many times that's the um, mother in the old days that would teach the children and when the, their fruits are shown, when they blossom, they say, hey, look, this is the son of so-and-so, and their mom taught them really well. So there, it is there to be known of the children. 29. Bring not every man into thine house, for the deceitful man hath many trains, period. So there's a warning, and we really got to be watching people today because of the insanity, the falling out of all the Satanism in every aspect of the world. It is just absolutely on 
fire out here with the Satanism on many levels. However, this isn't taken away from what uh, we're taught about being kind to the stranger or clothing the naked. We still have that duty. Say, well, that's a conflict there, Tom. Remember that third chapter of Ecclesiastes. There's a time and a place to apply everything under the sun for every purpose under heaven. So there's a time to bring in a stranger and clothe them and feed them and help them and send them on their way. And that's not every occasion. Beware out here, folks, of the psychopath. And the psychopath comes in many, many, many sizes and colors, folks. Look at here. This ungodly person has many trains. So there's the... <laughs> He's got motivations that are not shown to you when you meet them. So do not bring them into your house if they are like that. 30, it says, like as a partridge taken and kept in a cage, so is the heart of the proud. And like as a spy waiteth he for thy fall. I'm telling you these people are out here. And they love to kick you when you're down. Oh, they may love you when you're up. But when you're down, you'll know who your friends are. You'll know what color their coat is. But here you have the turned coat, okay, that can change in a second. And they're waiting for you to fall. And they have, again, many trains here. And their motivations are not like yours out there and ours here at the table. Look at this. He's watching for your fall in 30. 31, it goes on. For he lieth in wait, and turneth good into evil, and in things worthy praise will lay blame upon thee. Of a spark of fire, a heap of coals, of a spark of fire, a heap of coals is kindled, and a sinful man layeth wait for blood. And again, they have, they'll, they'll crawl up to you. They're a victim. Oh my, oh my. And everything's not their fault. And they're, oh, they're just uh, on every side. They've been misused. All right. And yet there is a motivation underneath that. It is psychopathic. Many of them are really good actors. Okay. Like I've had people come into the Bible study here. And they uh, are just looking for other things other than what's in the Bible. All right. Uh, that, that's gone on many times. I've had uh, people into the witchcraft come in and try to uh, ruin it, all right, <laughs> but uh, I've had people that turned them on and uh, just looking for a way to destroy the Bible study, and worse yet, destroy the Bible. They think they can uh, study with me and understand the Bible and find that kink in the armor where they can go to town and ruin our Bible for us. And then here in 32, they're waiting 
for blood. Okay. 33, it says, Take heed of a mischievous man, for he worketh wickedness, lest he bring upon thee a perpetual blot. Okay, so that's intergenerational. That's something that'll last forever, possibly. Perpetual means generation after generation. So, here is the man, he's a turncoat. And he's, uh, they, you'll notice that everywhere they go, there's a big conflict. All right. There's a fight over nothing. And they always claim they're the victim. See, you know, they've been misused. Oh, the world's against them. Their daddy didn't uh, paddle them or their daddy didn't hug them. Mama didn't kiss them. It's always someone else's fault. And in the end, they're digging in there to try to overturn someone's apple wagon most times they want the apples all right this is the mischievous man here all right now here's another thing about not allowing everybody in your in the a time and a place you just don't let a stranger in your house here 34 uh Receive a stranger into thine house, and he will disturb thee, and turn thee out of thine own, period. So here's somebody that's not there for good purposes. They are there to destroy. And so this is what I'm saying. Uh, um, we have to know where to apply scriptures. It's not that we don't want to bring the homeless in and uh, dine like Grandpa Tobit did. He had his son go out and find someone that w couldn't make it to the feast because they were poor. Bring them home here so they can eat. There's a time for that. But there's also a time to beware of the deceivers. All right. So we got to apply all scriptures in the right time and the right place. The more you study, the more you'll know where to apply prophecies even the right time, and the right place. Okay, so we get this up, and I'll see everyone tomorrow.